0: Well, the Omicron tidal wave hit our house this week. And while I can't say that we're in the clear for sure, it sure has made me think a lot about all the things that I do to stay healthy. See, all the principles of thyroid healthy living that we talk about here are also helping me maintain my health through a scary and way too long global pandemic. I had a really big reminder of this in the last week. So today, I just wanted to quickly hop on and share this personal pandemic tale with you. Hello, Thyroid drivers! Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. I've got a really fun episode coming at you next week featuring five thyroid healthy hot drinks, but for this week, a quick personal check-in. We're going to be talking about me and my family's experience with the virus, not in any way to tell you how to live your life or how to navigate this yourself, but to share what I hope is a story in which you might find some enlightening nugget of inspiration or information or just something relatable. I was inspired to share this with you because the last week gave me a really powerful reminder about why I'm so committed to this work of living and eating well. So that I can feel well and so that ultimately I can be there for the people who matter and like take care of my family and in some ways, maybe even inspire them to do the same. So we'll discuss my eight daily rituals of thyroid healthy living. I'll give you a little backstory on what my life was like before thyroid healthy living. We'll talk about how it has changed my health, where I'm at today, and what happened when COVID came to our house. I'll also be sharing a little bit about my personal experience with the vaccine And finally, I wanna connect the dots between my choices and my big why. All right, let's dive in. So what I'm really talking about when I reference thyroid healthy living is what I call the eight daily rituals of thyroid healthy living. Number one, remembering to take medication and supplements. Number two, eating nutrient dense, anti-inflammatory whole foods three, staying active without overdoing it, and four, supporting our gut health and our immune system, five, regular self-care and stress management, six, avoiding dietary and environmental toxins, seven, fostering community support, and eight, prioritizing adequate and quality sleep. So when we stack those eight daily rituals on top of one another, that's really what makes up the backbone of a thyroid healthy lifestyle. And the benefits of these practices and habits are not only to help us improve our health, but to help us maintain it. I'm living proof that they work and I'm really one of many. There's no silver bullet, there's no magic pill when it comes to staying healthy or living thyroid healthy. And truth be told, it took me years to reach a point where this lifestyle became my new normal. Sure, I'm always working on it and tweaking things. Sometimes I do go off track and have to course correct. And as you know, I've certainly had some failed experiments. But overall, those eight daily rituals are the guiding principles that I use to maintain my health. I want to share a little backstory with you. Before I adopted a thyroid healthy lifestyle, I was sick all the time. I recently came across an old journal from during that time, back in 2014, when I was cleaning out a closet. It was as if my whole immune system was hobbled. I had been on four rounds of antibiotics in just a few months, and it all started with a virus. A cold had turned into strep, strep had turned into tonsillitis, tonsillitis became a double ear infection. I had laryngitis for three weeks. And that was like a common occurrence for me at that point. Throughout this whole thing, I was really just struggling to like keep the pieces of my life together and take care of James. I was having to cancel cooking classes that I was booked to teach months in advance. You know, I remember this time well because it was traumatic and I was terrified and going back and reading the words of that woman who was so scared and just didn't know what was going on and had no answers and no guidance and hadn't become informed and empowered at that point was, was moving. And it gave me this um, really clear appreciation for how far I've come. But even between bouts of illness back then, I was always tired. I really like lived in this constant state of just being in low power mode, barely making it through the day. It took everything I had to just kind of go through those activities of daily living, like getting showered, getting dressed, feeding myself, feeding my family, much less trying to continue working at all. When I would go to wellness checks with my doctor, she suggested that what I was going through was basically just the effects of getting older, that you know I should try eating less and exercising more, or because my TSH was normal, what I was going through had nothing to do with my thyroid. When I asked, she told me diet and lifestyle changes would not make a difference and asked if I wanted to discuss antidepressants, but I really just knew that was not the problem. I went to a few different doctors and I always asked, do you think this could have something to do with my thyroid? And they all dismissed my concerns. They just chalked it up to, you have a four-year-old, it'll get better, you know, and sure, that was part of it, but I really could not get well. And I knew that was not normal for me. It wasn't normal for me at all. I used to be a person who rarely, if ever, got sick. My body, though, was like sounding alarm bells. I could hear them, even if nobody else could. And I ended up with this like burning, fiery headache that lasted for weeks. And I remember driving myself to the ER, crying, just so frustrated, so afraid. I was convinced I had meningitis. And I didn't. But what I had reached was rock bottom. That was the point where I decided that if no one else was going to help me get well, I was. So that's when I really started reading and educating myself. And ultimately, I found a better doctor. Now, with the help of this new whole health oriented doctor, I immediately started making diet and lifestyle changes. In addition to, of course, optimizing my medication and supplements and doing some root cause testing with her help. You can read that full story of how I reclaimed my health from Hashimoto's on my blog, but here's what I wanna highlight for you today. That turning point happened back in 2015, and I haven't needed one round of antibiotics since. Unless you count the ones I had to take for my shoulder surgery, I don't, but I went from being on round after round after round of antibiotics, which I'm sure was horrible for my gut health, throughout four long years to then, boom, I've got my energy back and I haven't needed to take antibiotics for seven years, okay? So let's fast forward through those seven years to this past week when COVID came to our house. Here in Montana, we're a little bit behind the national curve, but the Omicron tidal wave has hit. And we kind of saw it coming a couple weeks ago when my son's elementary school started sending close contact letters to the entire student body because there were so many cases and so many friends were getting it. Their kids were getting it. I mean, really were some of the last few people I know to get it. James had been fine throughout the week, but then Saturday morning he woke up with just a nasty cold. We tested him and he tested negative with a home test kit. He had a mild fever, he had a super sore throat, and he had this awful barky cough. The whole day, I don't think he got off the couch. And James is really prone to croup. And I knew from the sound of that barky cough that he had all day, that we were probably going to have a long night. We've been through this. So I knew there was a good chance he would wake up in the middle of the night saying, mom, I can't breathe. And that's exactly what happened. So when it did, I jumped out of bed and I went through like our usual protocol of getting ibuprofen on board, giving him a little bit of ice water. And then we bundled up and we went outside to go sit in the cold air. And, you know, it's January in Montana. So I was really proud of the way he stayed calm through it all. Now, in the back of my mind, I knew he might have COVID, even though the home test said he was negative. But there was just like no way I was gonna send my kid outside in the middle of the night in Montana without my arm around him. So I really was close to him. I was close to him throughout the day. Luckily, our protocol worked and soon he felt better. So I took him down to his room, cranked the humidifier, kept his room cool, and he went back to sleep. I knew my exposure level was already high. And I just felt like, you know what, it's too late to prevent it. And I let my guard down and I slept in his bed that night. Now, remember, he had that negative test result. And I should also add that we have the ability to stay at home. My husband is a retired helicopter pilot. I work from home and obviously James is home from school until he's symptom free. Also, you know, we've had a couple visits to the ER for croup over the years, which was something I really wanted to avoid. And any parent who's been through that knows that it's pretty scary. And I was in full hypervigilant mama bear mode. So I'm not saying sleeping in his bed was the best idea or the right idea, but that's what this mom needed to do. I really just had to stay close to my son and monitor him, because he was having airway issues. So sure enough, the next day we did another home test kit and it lit up like a Christmas tree. It was positive. When you see that for the first time, and this is the first, you know, we've done several tests throughout the last, you know, more than two years. This was the first positive one that I've seen. And it's hard not to get hit with like a little wave of anxiety. I mean, I knew the statistics were in our favor, but It just seems like at this point, we've all been touched by the losses and the health complications and the scary news stories about COVID within our circles. Just a personal note, I am vaccinated along with my family. We had all been vaccinated and or boosted back in December. A lot of you reached out with questions about the vaccine back in the early days of the pandemic. So I had New York Times best-selling author and thyroid expert Mary Showman do some research and write an article about that back when hypothyroid chef was thyroid refresh. So then, as now, the personal conclusion that I came to based on Mary's expert input was that the risks of the vaccine for thyroid or autoimmune patients were far less than the risks of catching COVID and getting very ill or ending up with long COVID. And, you know, remember, as I covered in the beginning, I've had some rough times with not being able to recover from viral illness. So my personal decision to get vaccinated was not a difficult one for me to make. I did feel like I had an autoimmune flare for about two weeks after the first shot. But since then I've just had brief, pretty normal reactions to the following two shots, like a day or two of fever, aches and fatigue. So whether or not to get the vaccine is 100% your decision to make. If you do want more information about it, you can find Mary's personal vaccine experience and more information on the COVID-19 vaccine for hypothyroid and Hashimoto's patients over at palomahealth.com. During the next couple rough days and long nights for James, the antidote to my anxiety was hinged on a few things. First was, you know, trusting whatever protection the vaccine offered us. Uh, Second was really leaning on texts and phone calls with friends, some of who are medical professionals um, and also leaning on the advice of medical professionals, you know, calling James's school nurse, talking to his doctor's office and things like that, taking preventive measures, um, you know, to prevent another croup attack, Like we woke James up in the middle of the night to give him some ibuprofen. That is something that just worked and has seemed to work for him in the past. And then finally, what helped me was just trusting in my thyroid healthy lifestyle practices, which have granted me a really vastly improved state of energy and health. From doing things like doubling up on my vitamin C and D and being religious with my other supplements, to sipping bone broth, avoiding sugar, loading up on colorful veggies, to reaching out for support, to resisting the urge to binge watch Ozark until 1am, to supporting my son and my husband and their own health boosting practices, we all made it through the week. By Tuesday night, James had really turned a corner. He was back to his silly, happy self asking to go back to school, which is probably the most abnormal thing for him. He's still a bit symptomatic today, which is day six, but his cough and sore throat are dying down and he hasn't needed any meds in about 48 hours. So he seems to be thankfully making a speedy recovery. As a mom, my shoulders have dropped quite a bit and that like tight, ball of anxiety and worry in my chest has eased its grip. So I'm sleeping a little bit better now, but still kind of tired out from the week. Honestly, I have no idea what's to come. I mean, my husband or I could get taken down with this next week, but it was impossible for me not to think a lot throughout this about my thyroid healing journey and what it's taught me, what it's forced me to learn even like to just to take better care of myself. And in doing so, I'm able to take better care of my family. James, especially has always been my big why, you know, I lost a parent when I was at a very young age and I want to be here for him. I want to be present with him and I want to enjoy life with him as much as possible. So, you know, I know this thyroid healing journey is not easy I live it. I know this. And I see you. I know that it's hard. There are days when it literally hurts not to be able to just live and eat like a normal person. And it's painful to experience that. It's painful to notice how we struggle in ways that others don't. But This journey has also turned me into like a biohacker and a health ninja and a better person and a stronger person and a more compassionate person. And ultimately it's made me a thyroid thriver. Now there's a lot of wackadoodle stuff out there surrounding the pandemic and I'm not here to judge or to argue or to tell you how to defeat this virus or how to live your life. But I do understand and agree with the frustration in the health and wellness community that we're kind of missing this big opportunity to educate and inspire people about healthy lifestyle practices and what people can do to stay out of harm's way, to stay vibrant, healthy, and strong, and boost our immunity and give ourselves the best chance we possibly can have. I think we should talk about it. I do, and I think we should make those practices more commonplace and more accessible to all. Now, I have no idea if I'm gonna come down with symptoms and I can't say for sure if it was the bone broth, the self-care, the vitamins, or the vaccine that helped me dodge it. Let's not jinx it. But I can tell you this, I do believe it all matters. You've heard me say this before and i'll say it again it's not one thing it's all the things it's our mental health our mindset the food we eat it's the medical science it's the good night's sleep and it's digging deep to find that commitment to taking the best possible care of ourselves that we can i just wanted to share this personal story with you this week because I hope that maybe there's something in it that will resonate with you and maybe help you connect your own dots and inspire and inform you on your own health journey. There are no guarantees on this journey, but what we do have are choices. And these days, it's a really good and important time to make healthy ones. So I hope you all stay safe out there, be well, and keep thriving. If you'd like to know more or get connected or get started on your thyroid healing journey, you can grab my free thyroid healthy grocery guide. This awesome one page download features over 130 delicious foods to help you envision and plan nutrient dense health supporting and thyroid friendly meals. So grab it in the show notes or over at hypothyroidchef.com grocery. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. I'll be back next week with a bigger, more elaborate, more fun show for you guys. If you've enjoyed this show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave a review. You taking that extra second to support my work helps so much. It really does. And it's so appreciated. So thank you in advance. I'm Ginny Mahar, wishing you the best of health. See you next time.